Welcome to another Word of God. So here I am today, tonight, and for some of you it's morning, some it's evening, whatever time it is, wherever you may be, it, it will be good morning, no, it will be good night, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, amen? All right, let us pray. Father, bless us now while we speak. Be with me, O God. Take the life coal from, coal from the altar. Place it to my lips, O Heavenly Father. Lord, till the soil of our hearts that your words may take root. Lord, be with us, and may your will be done, and we ask for the Holy Spirit to edify, to teach, to correct, to reprove, and to instruct in righteousness. We thank you, we praise you for who you are. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, and so today we want to do how, I was do with justification, right? Let's talk about justification, shall we? All right, how justification is accomplished. Make sure you get your, praise God, good to see you, my brother William. Make sure you have your pen, your pencil, uh, whatever you use to take notes, amen? And make sure you be a Berean and study to show yourself approved, amen? Unto God, amen? All right, praise the Lord. So we're going to see how justification is accomplished, right? 1 Corinthians 6, 11. That's 1 Corinthians 6, verse 11. And such were some of you, but he are washed, amen? But he are sanctified, but he are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the spirit of our God. For we are what? Wash. Remember, we are bought with the blood of Jesus. And you know, baptism, right? You baptize, you wash, you cleanse. You're, how do you, are you cleansed? To, to the word of God. Amen? So, <clears throat> excuse me. But ye are sanctified. Remember, sanctified. We must sanctify. Oh, amen? The word of God is sanctification on a daily basis. Amen? Romans 5, 18. Romans chapter 5, verse 18. <coughs> excuse me. Therefore, as by the offense of one, judgment came upon all. <coughs> excuse me. All men to condemn condemnation. Even so, by the righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. So here it says, therefore, by one offense of one judgment came upon all men to condemnation. And you know that's who? That's through Adam. Through Adam, one man, it wasn't Eve, it was Adam. Even though the Bible says Adam didn't sin, it was, it was the woman, not Adam. But through Adam, because all of us was in Adam, through Adam, sin come to all of us. Amen? Sin come to all of us through Adam. Even so, by righteousness of the one, of one, the free gift came upon all men to justification of life. And who is that? Jesus Christ. Jesus is the one who gave us that free gift. He's the one who shed his blood on Calvary and bought you and I. He redeemed us back to himself. Amen? So we don't want to be the seed of Adam. We want to be the seed of Jesus Christ. Amen? It says, and um. A free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. You know, when you come to Jesus Christ, he justifies you as if you have never sinned. Isn't that a blessing? Praise God. But in order to stay like that, we have to have sanctification on a daily basis. Amen? Through his word. Sanctify them. John 17, 17. Through thy word. Thy word is what? Truth. So we need sanctification is a daily thing through the word of God. It's not upon what man says. But it's upon what the word of God says. Amen. All right. Titus 3 verse 7. That's Titus 3 7. That being justified by his grace. 
we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Amen. Praise the Lord. So being justified by what? His grace. Not ours. Okay? We should be made heirs. So here we become heirs. You know when they talk about royal and the heir and whoever those people are. According to the hope of what? Eternal life. So how do we get eternal life? Through Jesus. Amen? There's no other way. There's no other way in the heaven by which man can be saved. Only through Jesus Christ. Nothing else and no one else. Galatians 3.24 Galatians 3.24 Wherefore, the law was our what? Schoolmaster. To bring us unto who? Christ. That we might be justified by faith. So what was the law and what is the law? The law is our schoolmaster. Because the law says, you and I deserve to die. The law is how we know that we have sinned. Because the law is what shows us sin. Okay? Sin is a transgression of the law. So that's how we know we have sinned. So it's our schoolmaster. And praise God, it points us to who? It brings us unto Christ that we might be justified by faith. So it takes us to Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. We should be happy. We should be joyous and say, thank you, Lord. Amen? Romans 5, 1. That's Romans chapter 5, verse 1. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Being justified by what? Faith. So you know that faith that we have to have, it's not just our little faith. It is the faith of Jesus Christ. Amen? That's the faith we want. The faith of Jesus Christ. Amen? We want to have faith in Jesus, but we want to have his faith. Because his faith, when he was here on earth, he knew that when he lay his life down, the Father would call him back. We need to have that faith to know that when we die, Jesus is going to come again and he's going to raise us up from the dead. And this mortal will put on immortality. Amen. He will change us. Amen. And if we're alive when he returns, he will change us in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. Amen. Remember, Christ is not coming to change the mind. Our mind must already be settled. Our mind must already be sealed in the word of God because God is not coming to change the mind. He's coming to change the body. Amen. So we need to be settled in the truth. Amen. All right. Justification is not earned by works or deeds or of the law. We need to understand it's not earned. Romans 3, 24 to 26. Romans 3, 24 to 26. Being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Who is the redemption in? It is in Christ Jesus. It is Christ who redeemed us. It is Christ who bought us back because we were sold unto sin. We were born in sin and, and um, shaped in iniquity. But Christ came to redeem us. Amen. Praise God that he came to redeem us. Verse 25 of Romans chapter 3. Whom God had set for to be a propitiation through faith in his blood. So in whose blood? In the blood of Jesus Christ. To declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are past. Amen. So um, through his blood. God bless you, my brother. And through his blood. Amen. Okay. Through the forbearance of God. Verse 26. To declare. I say. At this time, his righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of him, which believeth in Jesus. Okay? He will believe it in Jesus. Yes, my brother, he brought us back. He's our savior and our redeemer. Amen. And many people need, you know, it's, it's really sad that many of us will say that we're a child of God, 
But yet still, we believe there's other ways to go to heaven. There's only one way. The ark proved that there's only one way because there's only one door. And the only way to heaven is through Jesus Christ. Amen? There's no other way. Jesus is the one who redeemed us. Jesus is the one who brought us back with his precious blood. Amen? All right. Romans 2.13. That's Romans 2.13. For not the hearers of the law are just before God, but the doers of the law shall be justified. Shall I read it again? Romans 2.13. That's to show you the law is still in existence. Now, come on now. We need to understand the word of God before it's too late. It says, for not the hearers of the law are just before God, but the doers of the law shall be justified. Now, I know many people says we're under grace. The law no more exists that we don't have. We don't live by the law. So then if that's the question, here's what I'm going to ask. And maybe somebody in the chat could tell me if the law no longer exists, I can come to your house or anybody whatsoever and take whatever they want because there's no law. The Bible says, commandment number eight, thou shalt not steal. So if there's no more law, I can come to your house and take whatever I want. If there's no more law, a man could come and sleep with your wife. That's not adultery. That's okay, right? If there's no more law, it is okay for you to go and worship false idols, right? If there's no more law, you could covet. As a matter of fact, if there's no more law, you could commit murder, right? So let me ask a question. We have laws here on earth. You have moral laws, you have natural law. If God gets rid of his moral law, why not get rid of the natural law too? Like how we have um, gravity, right? Why not say God get rid of that as well? If there's no more law, why are we following the things that God says? Why do we talk about the things that God said if his law is no longer existing and binding? When it says here in Romans 2.13, for not the hearers, so you don't, you don't just hear of the law are just before God, but the doers of the law shall be justified. Those that do what God says, God says they will be justified. Not the hearers, because many hear it and don't follow. That's why we have a law that's put a stop sign out there or a stoplight when you're driving. And when you come up to that stoplight, what do you do? When it's red, you have to stop. Because if you go through, there's a consequence to pay. Amen? So there is laws, and we must follow them. Just like a man have laws that says, if you break the law, if you go in somebody's house, you have law. Why is it that you have a law where it calls stand your ground law? That if somebody break into your home, you could shoot them. Hmm? That's a law that's there, right? If there's no law, then we shouldn't do that then, right? So we need to understand the word of God. Make it practical. Make it, um, come up with something better. It's better we say, you know what, God, I'm disobedient. I don't want to obey what you said. I want, I love you, but that's it. I don't want all of those things that you said in your law. You know, it's best we say that. But listen, be not deceived. God is not mocked. Amen. His word is true. James 2, 24. James chapter 2, verse 24. He see them how that by work, ye see then how that by works a man is justified and not by faith only. Right? So it's faith and works because they go together like love and obedience. Right? They go together. Because we see Noah believed God by faith and he built an ark, built an ark. That was work. Okay? We see Abraham believed God when he was in the land of earth and by faith, he, but he believed God by faith and the work part is he leave. Just as if you want a job and you know the place you want to work and you're like, Lord, I want a job here because I want to be able to serve you. 
And this job will give me that opportunity to serve you and, and worship you as I desire to worship you. Now, your duty after you ask the Lord is to go to that place, fill out the application, or fill it out. Maybe it can be done online, whatever, and trust God by faith. Amen? Faith is an action word. We have to live because the Bible says it's impossible to please God without faith. Amen? Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. All right, Romans 3, 20. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight. For by the law is the knowledge of what? Sin. Do you hear that? By the law is the knowledge of sin. So without the law, you and I wouldn't know what sin is. So hence now, how can we say the law is not there anymore? So he says, therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight. For by the law is the knowledge of what? Sin. So how do you and I know sin? Is because it's by the law of God. That's how you know sin. That's how I know sin. Because the law says these are sin. Otherwise, we would just be living and doing what we want to do. We wouldn't know what sin is. You ever ask somebody, what is sin? And they will give you the generic, ah, it's when you do something that goes against God. No. If you're a Bible student, if you love the Lord, if you're a child of the Most High, you should look in his word and see what God said sin is. So when anybody asks you, you have a, you, you'll be ready to give an answer. Amen? So what does God say sin? He says sin is a transgression of the law. Okay? All right. Um, Romans 4, 2 to 6. That's Romans 4, 2 to 6. For if Abraham was, if Abraham were justified by works, he had wear off to glory, but not before God. Right? For what said the scripture? Abraham believed God and it was counted unto him for what? Righteousness. He did what? He believed God and it was counted unto him for righteousness. Amen. Now to him that worketh is the reward not reckoned of grace but of death. But to him that worketh not but believeth on him that justified the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. Even as David also described the blessedness of the man and to whom God imputed righteousness without work. All right. So um, what was it counted unto Abraham for? It was counted unto him for righteousness. Abraham believed God. So what must we do? We have to have that faith and believe God, right? Because God is the one who justifies us, justify us as if we have never sinned. Listen, saints, I come before you all the time because I want to give the trumpet a certain sound. To warn each and every one of us. Jesus is about to make his appearance. You and I don't have time to be living and basking in sin. You see what is happening in the world. I mean, can any greater sin be than what they're doing to our children? Than what they're doing to our men? I mean, come on. You see what's happening even to our young lady. Remember, we are God's children, right? We are his temple. And look what they're doing to the temple of God. Look how they're defacing the image of God. Come on now. Do you see what is taking place? So with all of this, Jesus says, you know, these are the signs we must look for, like in the day of Noah, like in the day of Lot. When we see these things, we need to know that Jesus is even at the door. We need to stop playing with sin. We need to be ready for a coming Savior. It is high time for us to stop playing with, his, with sin. It is high time for us to recognize that Jesus is about to make his appearance. We need to wake up before it's too late. We need to stop having itching ears. 
Listen, we need to be surrendering our sins. We need to ask God if there's any sin in our, in our the books against us, okay? If there's any sin that we forget to give to the Lord, because no spot, no wrinkle, or any such thing can be in the presence of a holy God. And so we need to get, we need right now to be receiving the former rain so that we can receive the latter rain. You will not get the latter if you have not received the former. It is time for us to give up sin, renounce sin, turn away from sin before it's too late. Jesus is coming soon. It is time for us to stop wanting to hear smooth message, the things that makes us feel good. Those feel good message, we will die in our sin. We will die. Jesus said there's two roads in front of us. There's life and there's death. And you know what he said? He said, choose life. Won't you choose life today? Won't you surrender your life to Jesus Christ? See if there's any, you know, ask the Lord to search you and see if there be any wicked ways in you. Ask the Lord to have mercy upon you. Fall on your knees. Psalm 51, have a broken and a contrite heart. Plead to God for his mercy. Seek him while you can find him because the time is coming. The Bible said there's a famine coming. And when that famine comes, he's not talking about food. He's not talking about water. He said there's a famine for the word of God. Because when you have things like these, people don't want to hear these messages. Because they have itching ears. Remember, the prince of this world have many people in captive. Many people in captivity. And we need to pray for our brothers and sisters. So that they may be loose from that bond, bond, bondage that the devil have them in. We need to sigh and cry for the abomination that is taking place. Even in the church. Amen. We need to wake up. We need to stop playing church. We need to wrestle with God like Jacob did. Amen. We have to wake up saints. It's time for us to recognize what time it is. You know, don't let it be like what happened in Sodom and Gomorrah. When Lot leave out of Sodom and Gomorrah, the Bible says it, it was like any other day. The sun was shining until what? Fire and brimstone rained down from heaven. Because you know what's coming up on us next saints? It's the mark of the beast. You don't want to be caught by surprise. You want to be ready for what is to come. And the only way you can be ready is if your life is hidden in Christ in God. That's the only way you and I can be ready. Amen? So that's the way we need to be ready. We need to make sure our life is hidden in Christ in God. Amen? Because we must be dead. Okay? We must be dead. Christ must be alive in us. We must be like Enoch where it says he walked with God. And God took him because he pleased God. Okay? It says he pleased God. But God took him and he was no more. And it was said of him, he pleased God. So it's time for us to wake up. I want to ask us again. Please let us pray for our young men. Those that are married and those that are single. Let us pray for all our young men. They need our prayers. Amen. They are struggling. Even those who are in the church. They need our prayers because the enemy comes to kill, steal and destroy. And he wants to take them out the church. Either he take them out through fornication. Or he take them out because somebody come and say some rubbish to them that is not of God. And they follow that trend and following another God instead of the true and living God. So we got to pray for our young men. Amen. And pray for our sisters too. Then everyone need our prayer. So every morning, every night, and when you say your midday prayer, whatever you do through the day and you whisper and please don't forget the men. We see school shootings all over. Now we see school shooting in a Christian school. So many things are happening. Why? We need to make sure we're covered under the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. And the Prince Emmanuel. We want to be covered in the blood of Christ. Amen. So please, saints, remember 
Let us pray one for another. And I pray this video was a blessing to you. If it was, please share with others and so that they too may know we need to get ready. Jesus is coming soon. We don't have time to waste. And not only is Jesus coming soon, death can come at any time. And we need to make sure we are sealed by the Holy Spirit. Amen. Because the Bible said the Holy Spirit is what is going to seal us. So we need to be settled in the truth of who Jesus Christ is. Amen. So I pray that you will continue to pray for me while I pray for you. And that you will remember to pray for our young men and to pray for the young ladies in the church as well. Those that are married and those that are single. Okay. And pray for our children who are out there in school because, you know, it's such a school now become a dangerous place, a very dangerous place. Amen. So let's continue to pray for one another. You pray for me while I pray for you. I love you all. God bless. And until we come together again, Maranatha, see you soon. God's willing.